0: what is up welcome back to another woman crush wednesday episode on the fit for life podcast i am so excited for today's one because i sat down with my friend chloe while i was in wellington and i had a chit chat all about her journey this was a big talk and i did want to pop in and give you a trigger warning as we do talk about her background in anorexia competing as well as speaking to a therapist as always, I hope that you enjoy this podcast. And if you do share it on your stories, make sure you tag me so I can repost you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Fit With And Julie podcast. I'm so excited because today I am in Wellington, New Zealand with my friend Chloe. Hey, guys, it's Chloe Lynn Hunter. Today, we are going to be chit-chatting about her journey and a little bit of tips on how you can handle going through the fluctuations that life gives you, as well as some tips to get started on your fitness journey if you haven't already. Exciting! So I'm going to put the ball in your court. Could you please explain a little bit about your journey and how you got started, how long you've been on your journey for and competing?
1: Yeah, cool. So uh, I started when I was probably about 14, I think, when I first started in the gym um, and my background was a little bit of eating disorder background. So I had a lot of um, body image issues and going through like anorexia and stuff like that. So I got into the gym, I guess, as a bit of an obsession. Um, and so for me starting out, it was quite an unhealthy relationship, more about overtraining, undereating, um, And then I found bodybuilding which actually was super empowering because it actually gave me a lot of knowledge around how you're actually in control of your body and it's more about finding a really positive relationship through the gym and a positive relationship with food that gets you the results that you want so it's been a real interesting journey
0: so how did you actually get into the gym like going from an anorexia background or you started when you had anorexia you started going to the gym or someone introduced you to the gym so
1: it's probably my auntie
0: actually so my auntie
1: is very was very heavily involved in the gym um and lifestyles was the gym that I was at in um city and it was like very male dominated Mm. I was only only men um so was quite intimidating going in at first but yeah she was she was heavily involved in the gym so she was the one actually that brought me in on a family family deal and I just like fell in love with that like I really did Um, And I loved training, especially learning like weights and stuff, but I had a very basic knowledge so it was more cardio based yeah everyone's always it's
0: always <laughs> yeah. a male dominated gym it's always staying with cardio yeah it's changed, so much. changed like, so much and
1: like excessive cardio at the beginning of my session before yeah. I got into my weight training and then it would just be like every exercise I knew under the sun yeah. that I would just go in and do every single day like booty <laughs> so like relatable. everything so and a thousand abs like yeah I would yeah Do so many abs at the end of my session oh my um gosh. so that's sort of like what got me into it and then like it became a bit of an obsession but it was definitely a passion like I definitely enjoyed it. I just didn't have the right knowledge or tools.
0: Yeah and so from there how did you end up getting into competing and how many times have you competed now? I feel like it's a few.
1: few, (laughs) Um, It was actually my coach. So my coach at Les Mills. So I left um, Lifestyles, went into Les Mills which was even more intimidating because like I went from being like quite known in my gym and then moving into like quite a high profile gym and it was like completely nerve-wracking but um my coach noticed me because I was this like I used to spend like three hours in the gym because by oh, that wow. stage I'd got quite a repertoire of exercises yeah. <laughs>
0: so I you would just, get all of those <laughs> exercises done yeah.
1: um and so I would just be like thrashing myself in the oh, gym wow. and so he came up to me one day and said oh you know you've got like the right glutes for competing like have you ever thought about it um and it's funny in the gym and in that Capacity, it's not creepy. Yeah, <laughs> someone yeah. Someone says that. Yeah, yeah. Normally, it's like me." Yeah. Um, but because he was a trainer and stuff. And it's I a I knew, compliment. Yeah, okay. that's right. And he was, it's Philly Nuku and he was quite a high profile taught me so much about competing. But I knew nothing, like yeah. absolutely nothing. Like when I think back, like, trainer at the gym at that point for competitors and stuff like that I guess the seed was sown at that point because I was like I've never really I thought my friends would laugh at me and that's what I said to him I was like oh no my friends would laugh at me I wouldn't do that and he was like well what kind of friends are those if they're gonna laugh at you you know and I like went away and I really thought about it and I was in quite like a bad space like bad relationships and stuff at that point that had like broken up and I was like you know what like I'm actually gonna do something for me like I was like Let's do it. And so, like, I went up to him and I was like, Oh, what would I do if I was thinking about competing? And he was like, I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> and then it was just like, that oh. was it. And he didn't know any pros, like, didn't know the process. And so he said, If you're going to compete, like, you have to go watch a show. So I flew up to Auckland and watched, like, oh, a show wow. and stuff. Yeah. That was sort of what got me into it. And then, like, did my first show and just thought I was going to take it off. And then my plan was to go overseas. But, like, just fell in love with it. Like, yeah. once, I, once I did my first show.
0: Amazing. And now
1: I've done maybe 13, 14 shows.
0: Oh my gosh, that is a lot of pressure on your body and your mind to go through that. For anyone that's listening that's been through a comp prep, like they'll understand. But I don't think until you go through a prep, you don't understand like how hard it is. Like the discipline. I mean, everyone goes through different experiences. Like do you find it gets easier as you go from show to show or it's just different? It's very
1: different. Like I think definitely it gets easier because it's like anything when you know what to expect. The journey is a lot less like unknown. So it becomes a lot like easier to cope with. And when you go through things, you kind of know that's, that's what's going to happen and that's pretty normal, yeah. whereas when you're first going through it, you're sort of questioning everything, like, is yeah. this supposed to happen? Why am I feeling like this? So you get a lot more, like, sure of it. But every prep, as you know, like, every yeah. prep is very different, like, yeah. depending on, like, how your body responds or what you're going through at that time, whether it's life focus, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you're going through something in your life and it yeah. becomes a lot harder on your body through that prep. But I think you become very in tune with, like, responding to your body which is really interesting Um, but every prep is very different like some preps have been a lot harder than others, you know, I think it does really depend think. what's
0: happening in your everyday life as well as how hard it'll be. Do you usually keep the same coach? Do you coach yourself for comps or because obviously you're a coach as yeah, well? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I've got um Philly Nook is my coach. so always. Oh, yeah, so he's been your coach. From, <gasps> yeah, I
0: love that. Yeah, <laughs> I have the same coach the whole way through. Yeah, it's amazing because you know what works and obviously it works for you because yeah. you're a pro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. And you build yeah. such a big relationship with them, you know, yeah. which is like, oh, I, I mean, that. like, um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. And yeah, that's right. You've got to trust that person that you're with. And yeah. it's very hard finding the right coach. It's really important. But also, like, you have to trust that person. And it's not going to happen the first time. And I think, mm-hmm. like, we're in a, living in a world that's so instantaneous, you know. We expect, like, things right now. Yeah. But your first show might not go the way you wanted it because you've got to – your coach has to learn your body as much as you have to learn your body. It's not yeah. just, like – uh one size fits all it yeah. takes a bit of time for you both to build that relationship so yeah you've totally. got
0: to give it time I agree yeah and I also think like a lot of people you will see the odd one out that happens to do their first show and they get first and that sets other people up thinking well she did her show and she plays first and it's not always going to be the case and I think that it's important to realise like why you compete like yeah. uh, you've obviously met to a really high level now and so you've got your pro status and then you're, you're competing this year so Yeah, you know, in October you? yes exciting yeah, so that's exciting. a pro show right
1: yeah here in New Zealand which is cool yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome
0: I mean now obviously we can't travel anywhere and you were meant to compete last year as well overseas but you
1: yeah I had three shows planned actually two that were booked in so I had (gasps) uh i had been invited to the Arnold's Australia which I was super excited about and I was I think two days out from flying (gasps) before it was like cancelled so I was like uh, for like, those that have competed, like I was like shredded, ready to go. You were in the
0: like best condition like, you've been yeah, in, right? Yeah, Really good condition, and so.
1: really good headspace. And like, I was seeing yes. new photos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, know, you looked like, amazing. I was so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but it was still like for me, like uh, coming out of that, um, it was such a cool like experience because I, I was obviously disappointed, but yeah. at the same time, I could take away like the gratitude I had for like that whole experience and to know that I did like all of that prep and looked that good, then the next one's only gonna be better. Exactly, only
0: up. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. so I
1: could take the positives from that. And I think like, earlier on, I don't think I would've been able to take the positives from that. Like earlier on in my competing career, like competing was just like my whole life and everything to me. I think it would've been a lot harder to like Mm -hmm. see the positive, I would've just been disappointed. Whereas like, it was, you know, I was pretty, like, happy to have got where I got.
0: Yeah. So then from there, when you found out your comp was cancelled, you couldn't fly anywhere, uh, did you end up reverse dieting? Did you stay with Philly to help you? Like, does he do your nutrition or just your training? Yeah. Or?
1: Like, we work on we work on it together. Yeah. So, awesome. um, like, now, especially, like, um, where I am and being coached and stuff yeah. like that, it means that I can really work on my own sort of stuff. But he'll overlook it or if I have oh, any awesome. questions. And especially because, like... Um, You know yourself, like it can be very hard when you're going through, it's quite a mental experience coming out from a show, you need someone with just eyes on to like give you a bit of reality check, like you don't look bad, or like you're holding a bit of water and that's normal, or like even though you've gone through it a million times over, you're literally just like, it's very hard for you to see yourself
0: yeah so i think like following on from that going into the i guess confidence how you feel in your skin when you're going through all the changes because i have spoken on the podcast and like on instagram and youtube and things about reverse dieting mm. but everyone has such a different experience and because you've mentioned that you come from like an eating disorder background yeah i feel like it might almost be like focused on the body changes because you came from that background so yeah, how thing. do you like how do you handle it have you spoken to anyone it was definitely very difficult um and i didn't recognize
1: it for what it was when I first started um, because for me I felt like I was like cured you know like I was eating like I was eating so much and I was really comfortable with eating and it was such an empowered feeling Um, but coming on the flip I was was cured when I was going through like prep you know like because like I was in control and I was losing weight and those are all the things that I like doing like because I'd come from that like anorexic kind of background I was in full control and that sort of like anorexia really has that kind of like controlled kind of Um, vibe about it which which people tend to do um so like coming on the flip side of that was more like that reverse period that I really struggled with that I realized like okay I've actually got a bit of an issue here like it's it's not things aren't okay so I did go to therapy I went to a sports psychologist um and talked to them and like it's just and you know yourself like therapy is just such like I would recommend it to anyone even when they think they're fine just because you learn so much about yourself you know like even if you think, like you operate at a high level like you can always do more like through learning your brain like we go to a doctor for everything else in our body like why not go to a specialist about our brain which is the most important part of our body
0: oh you know? uh, I knew we should do this <laughs> podcast together because everything Chloe says like whenever we catch up every time we talk i'm like oh my gosh yes this is why we're (laughs) friends because i feel the exact same way like i think that therapy needs to be normalized i used to be so scared to tell anyone because i did not want that perceived conception of like oh she went to a therapist no it's 2021 (laughs) like so no it's so it needs to be normalized for men and women to be able to reach out to talk to someone that's not necessarily in your bubble you know you've got a partner like both of us have amazing. Amazing partners yeah, amazing and um, absolutely amazing but like you don't want to tell them everything that's happening in your mind especially when it comes to your body and like the post-competition struggles that you go through because a lot of men don't really understand what it feels like to have I mean some people obviously men do have body dysmorphia too but I think it's very hard for like your partner to understand where you're coming from when you're Big struggling time. with that
1: for example like I have I like suffer with anxiety so like I definitely like have bouts of it where i'll need to like control that and stuff which like is another reason why i'll talk to someone about it but with cam like i'll talk to him about it but like he doesn't get anxiety so for him like he tries to empathize but he he can't you know and i can't expect him to and he'll always allow me to talk about it but like it's you know he can't like empathize with me so he doesn't know how to necessarily always help but then the other side of that is like Like, for example, like, when I went to my, like, sports psychologist, she told me things that my coach had told me for years, you know, like, things of, like, way to deal with things and stuff like that, and, like, when I told my coach that, like, this is what she told me, you know, (laughs) he was literally, like... I've been telling you that. It took you to like to go pay like megabucks for a psychologist for you to yes. listen. <laughs>
0: sometimes you but just sometimes need someone you else. You need a neutral
1: perspective, you yep, know, because definitely. you just like especially someone with a background of like some sort of like degree or like yep. a lot of experience, you just have a lot of trust, you know, yep. in that that person. So I think you sometimes need an external perspective to really like someone that doesn't know the ins and outs of you yep. and just is looking at, at it for what it is, yep. rather than like
0: I know you, this is definitely, and I think, yeah, Ross is the same, like, he Mm. lets me talk about anything and everything that's on my mind. But it was actually him one day that was like, oh, you know, like he couldn't maybe help me with something. So he's like, oh, maybe you should go talk to someone. And he helped support me in that. So I think that's another thing that's important to realize is that sometimes you don't have all the answers for loved ones. And so just recommending that they talk to someone that can help is also really important. I'm so glad we touched on that. Awesome. And then also following on from that, you actually mentioned something way before, like 10 minutes ago. You said that when you wanted to compete, you were scared that friends would like laugh at you. Mm -hmm. And I get so many Mm -hmm. girls on the squad saying, my partner doesn't support me, my friends don't. Like they don't support me going to the gym. They're always telling me to drink, and there's a lot of peer pressure around going off your goals. So I kind of wanted to know how did you handle like changing your circle? Did you change friends? Do you keep the same friends and they adjust to it? Or yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. So like my friends struggled to understand at first. They never ever laughed. They came to all my shows. like that's super supportive. Yeah, they struggled to understand, but you can't really expect everyone to understand. Um, because it is like, it's a lifestyle, and it's a very, like, bodybuilding in particular is such a different sort of lifestyle, you know. Very like, strict Very strict. Um, it's not like, whereas I, like, at that point in my life, like, I was 21, I think. I was, like, partying a lot before that, and, like, really social, going out all the time. And, like, I still kept that, but I wasn't drinking anymore. Um, and I wasn't, like, I was bringing food to, like, dinners, you know. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so <laughs> different. It's those things that are so hard for people to sort of understand and grasp. Um, I think now, like, even, you know, it's not necessarily been a long period of time. I think it's, like, five years, maybe, that I've been competing. Um, I feel like fitness has become more of, like, um, a bit of a, not, I don't want to use the word fad, because that's, yeah. like, sort of a negative connotation, yeah. but it's become more of a thing. And yeah. like, people definitely. are more understanding of it. But, yeah, so my friends, like, struggled at first, but they always were supportive, but... I then found people that were in line with more heavily fitness-based things. But the thing that kept me going was my why. And I think that's like what you've, and it was a hard journey, really hard the first year or two. I found that really, really difficult. But that was sort of the conclusion, I guess, I came came up with was that I had, because like I said before, like I'd been going through some really rough, like Mm. times and my whole life was driven towards like partners and making sure they were happy and they wouldn't like treat me right because I didn't love myself Mm. you know like and that's that classic thing that people talk about it, but it's so true and that was why I was beating myself up with anorexia and all those things it was a punishment you know and so like now like on the other side of that like I had to remember my why and my why was I needed to do something for me. And so no matter what anyone thought, it's too bad I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. This is the one thing in my life that uh-huh. I'm going to do for me. And so that's like whatever your fitness journey is, you know, whether it is competing or whether it's literally like a weight loss journey to make you feel like good or it's a health reason or whatever it is, you remember that why and you have to remind yourself and there are going to be times that you're literally like Oh, I'm so sure because peer pressure says this, or because my friends made that comment and I'm gonna overthink it. But you just have to, like, deep down, just go back to that why of why you're doing it.
0: Yeah. So oh important. my gosh. I love that. <laughs> so many little nuggets in that. I think that's a massive tip for anyone to take on. And you obviously had, like, a really powerful why. And I don't think until, like, now, many people would understand the meaning of when people say, oh, no, know your why, because they don't have a powerful enough why. Yeah. Like their why might be like, oh, I want to lose weight, but I don't think, losing weight is a big enough why like it's like you said it has to be more it has to be like I want to lose weight so I feel like healthier or I have more energy to run around with my kids or I think you have to really find that deeper why so that it can keep you going even when you don't want to keep going because there's always going to be tough days and I think a lot of people are relying on motivation and it's just not a thing like I mean I bet on days during your prep especially in the last five years there were days where you like really just probably wanted to have a nap or something.
1: Job, <laughs> oh definitely like a hundred percent but yeah because even with clients and stuff like that and people wow. coming to me so I do a lot of mentoring with people yeah. coming to me for wanting wanting to compete and like the first thing we need to ascertain is why they're doing it because a lot of the time I used to hear a lot people coming up and being like oh you know I broke up with my partner and so now it's like you know, it's time to get, like, my bob back, I just want something to focus on, it's not enough, like, it's actually not enough, because, like, what happens, and it's even with any fitness journey, at all, as if it's for someone else, if it's for you to look good on Instagram, or if it's for you to, like, show off your body to your ex-partner, or whatever it is, when those doors are closed, and no one's watching, and you're on your own, and things are a little bit tough, and you feel like just reaching for whatever and having a bit of a session of like eating a lot there's (laughs) no one to stop you there's nothing to stop you because you have to stop you so it has to come from inside not outside like it can't be other people's opinions that are driving your why you know yeah
0: honestly i feel like chloe and i could talk all day long but we do actually have to get to the gym so i am going to end it with one more question and i'll have to get you back on because honestly we have so much more to talk about what would be your main tip for anyone that's looking to get started on their fitness journey obviously a lot of people listening to this podcast have started on their journey so maybe just something that for anyone that's looking to start or anyone that's kind of going through a patch where they're like just fallen off track yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. okay cool well obviously find your why yeah
0: yeah I was like well that's probably your main why but uh, yeah after why so that's your number one (laughs) yeah um and then it's just literally
1: start like just today you know like it doesn't have to be wait till Monday it doesn't have to be tomorrow it's literally a case of like get it like write down like I find writing so
0: therapeutic oh my gosh me too like
1: whatever it is in your head whatever you're trying to do like write it down and then like just start creating a plan and it can't just be like I'm just going to start going to the gym three times a week like it needs to be okay on Monday I know I can fit it in at 5 p.m to 6 p.m I'm going to go to the gym or like I can actually fit it in in my morning and that would be a great way to start the day and create that plan and then work that plan but it needs to be just to start you know and start small don't start big like start like two days a week make it achievable but put it in and do not allow yourself to have excuses just get it done because you're going to feel good and that's how that snowball will, will start that positive feedback will start to roll and keep you on track
0: definitely. I find this so funny because I had Jerica from America on the podcast last and she said the exact same thing. Did she? And I said the exact same thing, so that is 3 out of 3 so far. So if you are listening to this podcast and you have feel you're feeling like you've fallen off track or you need to really get started on your fitness journey, this is your sign again. I can not as soon as you said start. I was like, "Oh my gosh." And then we both, Jerica and I both said like, stop waiting for like Monday, a new week, a new month, a new year like the best time to start is like yesterday so if you're listening to it right now I mean it can be anything like drinking more water getting your steps in just going for a walk with a partner or something so yeah, totally definitely agree. and I think a tack on to that would be
1: don't beat yourself up because that's what's going to prevent you from starting like I know for myself like I can be so hard on myself you know like so so hard on little things and that is going to create like anxiety and fear and all yes. of those things and it's going to stop you from starting so mm-hmm. just let the past go the past is in the past and let's move forward
0: yeah and definitely aiming for consistency over perfection because it's like yeah, you're aiming for perfection and you slip up one little bit and then what are you going to do just ruin the whole day and then start the next day and aim for that perfection and that just becomes a cycle so yeah, I think right. like just aiming to be kind to yourself be consistent along the way and if you slip up just keep going yeah that's right and I think with both you and I we never quit like we've definitely had many setbacks on our journeys and it's not been easy like not easy at some times especially with competitions being cancelled but it's kind of your attitude to life your attitude to fitness that really pushes you through and you just keep going and you never lose if you don't quit yeah
1: that's right i truly
0: believe that and one day one day you're going to get to compete at the arnold's overseas <laughs> <laughs> yes awesome so we are going to head off to the gym but thank you so much chloe for joining thank me thank you the for having me it was great and if you are looking to follow chloe on instagram what is your username chloe lynn hunter and i will put it in the description on this episode okay have a good day everyone bye bye guys